Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm never quite sure when you stop saying that, but presently it feels right and good to keep on reminding each other that happier days are ahead and breakthrough will come because our God is faithful and he has promised good to us. And I know despite many dashed hopes over Christmas and now starting another lockdown, alongside seeing some of the disturbing events in places like the United States this week, which seem almost unbelievable, don't they, in a nation that is such a bastion of democracy. I just want us, whatever is going on for us right now, to lift our heads to Jesus and know he is still on the throne and this will end. In fact, I want to encourage us to do something which sounds outrageous and even foolish right now but I want us to celebrate the victory and release that is coming through Jesus Christ, even before it's here. No, no, this isn't rah-rah triumphalism based on wishful thinking and denying the facts. It's rejoicing in the promises of God that bring a kingdom reality far greater than the pain and pressures that many of us know and feel right now. If you can indulge me just a moment, I think this is a really good example of what I'm trying to say. If you can come back to the Rugby World Cup final of 2003, we're in the second extra time, two minutes to go, and the ball comes out to Johnny Wilkinson. And in that moment, he kicks the drop goal. But my picture of that final is this, seeing Johnny Wilkinson looking at the goal, kicking the ball, and yet even before the ball has gone over the posts, the crowd behind the goal have got their hands in the air, celebrating that that was the winning kick. Now I know it was only a few seconds before that was confirmed, but that's kind of a great picture of what Jesus has done through his death and resurrection. He's kicked the winning goal and there's no stopping it. And wherever we are, we get to celebrate in it because we know we cannot lose in him. And that is God's invitation for you even today to step into his life and hope and the strength that that brings. So come on, church, let's make 2021, even though we've got this, this time to walk through, let's worship Jesus in anticipation of his promises that will be fulfilled. There's an end to this, and it's on the winning side with Jesus. This would normally be the time when we would sow vision and look forward to the unfolding of many plans and opportunities over the year. It's always an exciting time. But of course, we can't quite do it that way this year. We can't speak of things with any certainty or timing right now. But what we can do is speak of who we're called to be and how we are to position ourselves in readiness of all that the Lord has planned for us. And as I've been thinking and praying about what to say to you today, 
I've been drawn again to a very familiar passage in Matthew chapter 5, which talks about being salt and light. And in particular, about us being the salt of the earth. Now I'm going to ask Ginny to read to us now from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. And she's going to read from the message translation. So get your Bible ready and be ready to follow along. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You are the salt of the earth, or as the message just put it, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. And you know, this is one of the greatest summaries of what being a Christian is all about. And we see some amazing truths. The first is this, that we've been given a very precious calling in being salt. In Jesus's day, salt wasn't just like the, the cheap thing that we can pick up from the shelves in our supermarket. It was a precious, precious thing. Salt was so valuable that Roman soldiers were even paid with it. They were paid a salary. That's where we get the word from. And so when Jesus was saying that we are the salt of the earth, he was bestowing upon us a precious status. What an honour. I don't know about you, I, I'm very appreciative right now that I'm precious to somebody. I don't know whether you're feeling the same but you need to know that you're precious to Jesus. And when he calls us to be salt, it's a precious thing that he's giving to us. You're precious. We're precious in his sight. But secondly, this is also a global calling. I don't know whether you notice this. Jesus didn't say you are the salt of Palestine or the salt of Jerusalem or Israel. He said, no, you're the salt of the earth. The world is our field. And whilst it affects just where we are, because where he needs us, that's where he's placed us, it goes beyond to the very ends of the earth. Talk about global. This is it. And don't think that because we are locked in, the gospel is shut down. It's not. One of the most amazing things that's happened over this year is that even though people like myself who get the privilege of traveling to many nations and I've so missed that and I'm thinking well how does that how does that help her, our, our extension of the gospel even though I haven't been able to do that through things like social media and our broadcasting we've been able to touch nations that we didn't even know were on our radar and the gospel 
is global. The gospel is going beyond our local. The gospel will never be hemmed in, even when we're in lockdown. And that's why the nations are so important. That's why, as a church, we have a name, all nations. It's significant. It's prophetic. It's why the church has to be an international community. More than that, a new humanity, a new family created through Christ. We haven't had much opportunity to celebrate that as a church over this last 12 months, but that's who we are. I love the fact that we are a, a church that has many nations, many ages, many stages, and that still holds. And it's part of our salt calling. We are the salt of the earth. And thirdly, this is also a crucial calling. The truth is that only Jesus Christ can fix this broken world. Only he can bring the forgiveness and the healing and the new life that everyone needs. But this is the most amazing thing. The way he's chosen to do it is by sending the very people that he has saved and rescued with his message of hope and transformation. And so somehow we become crucial to the plans of God in saving the lost and healing the nations. And we are poured out to get into the very fabric, the very nitty gritty, the very essence of life. One thing is for certain, when called by Jesus to be his salt, we cannot stay in the salt cellar. So what do we get to do? Well, this is why salt is such a brilliant analogy. I mean, light is also great, but we're just gonna stick with salt today. Salt brings flavor and it also enhances the taste of other things. I don't know about you, but the thought of having fish and chips without salt would be kind of almost, yeah, unforgivable, wouldn't it? It would be unthinkable. I love cooking. I know I might be a bit strange in that regard, but I really do, I love cooking. And it's often just a pinch of salt that transforms the flavor of food. A pinch of salt in making pastry, I tell you what, changes everything. We are to bring the flavor of the kingdom with us in all that we do. And you know what? We don't even have to be in the majority to do this. Just a sprinkling of us as God's people is enough to change everything. We just need to let Christ in us, out of us. Our conversations and our actions are to be those that build up and bring life and hope because when we're filled with the Spirit, they have a power beyond anything that we can imagine. And right now, more than ever, you know, we should be at the front of the queue of kindness. So let me say, be encouragers, be affirming. Let's stand with the hurting and the broken. We repeat again to you, if you're in that place, we wanna stand with you. We wanna be the good news of Jesus to you. Let's appreciate those around us. Let's appreciate those that we've been given by God. Let's be thankful. Let's relinquish selfishness. That's so hard, isn't it? Let's kind of break this, it's all about me attitude. Let the Holy Spirit do a work in us. Let's seek to bring out the God flavors all around. But you know, salt is also a healer. It cleans and enables healing in wounds. 
I don't know whether you've ever cut yourself and then gone into the sea. I remember on one occasion stubbing my toe on a rock, hadn't realized it was so badly cut, went into the sea. Ah, not only was the sea cold, but then the salt kicked in. Wow. But you know, actually, it was probably the best thing I could do because the salt water was healing and cleansing and it was amazing to feel the relief that came as a result of that. When I was growing up, I used to have sticky eyes when I was a little boy. And I remember my mum bathing them with warm salt solution. And I could still feel just the relief, you know, when your eyes all stuck together and it was just incredible. Mum, if you're watching, thank you. I really appreciate that. But you know, we are to be those that bring healing and reconciliation. We're to be peacemakers. Oh man, the things that we've seen in America this week. We're to be peacemakers, not those that look to pick fights and stir up conflict and hostility. We also get to release the healing of Jesus in body, mind and soul through our prayers and ministry. I'll say a little bit more about that in a moment. But then salt is also a preserver. We don't think of salt in that way so much, but the prime use in Jesus' day was to stop food from going off and rotting. There were no fridges or ice boxes, and so salting things preserved it against decay. And you know, Jesus was being very clear. He was saying this, the world is not going to fix itself, contrary to what many might hope and believe. Some think, well, if we just try harder, you know, the, the intrinsic good inside humanity will all come out. If we educate more or we put the right laws in place, it's all gonna get better. No, I hate to disappoint you. I'm not trying to be negative here, but it is a sin-sick world, and at the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. And only Jesus, only Jesus has the grace and power to change that. See, Christians, we're, we're not better than anybody else. Please don't be under any self-delusion that somehow we're better. No, no, no. We've just been changed at the heart by the saving power of Christ. And that's available from him to everybody if we're willing to reach out and receive it. And you know, from that place, we are sent into the mix to hold back the rot. That's what we get to do. And so this is about preserving the goodness of God and bringing out the God flavors. I've been amazed at just how many types of salt there are. I just um, want to show you a few of these. You know, Saxa, there are other um, brands available, by the way. This one's a really interesting one. This is chili and garlic salt. This is one of my favorite ones. Um, I've got sea salt here. This is brilliant, I love this. But my favorite one at the moment is this. This is Himalayan pink salt. It looks great, doesn't it? Absolutely amazing. But the whole thing about salt is that it, it can't just stay in the bottle. It might look pretty here, but if it's going to flavour, heal and preserve, we've got to take the top off, he says carefully, and let the salt come out. And you know, Jesus gives us a real warning in these verses. Let me just put this down. He says that if salt loses its saltiness, it becomes good for nothing. It's fit for no purpose, 
All that is left, he says, is for it to be thrown out and trampled on. Now, how can salt lose its saltiness? The chemists among us will know that sodium chloride, which is what pure salt is, cannot lose its saltiness. It's a very stable chemical. But the salt that Jesus was referring to in his day was unlikely to be totally pure. It probably had other impurities mixed in. And if it got damp, the salt would leach away, leaving the impurities behind, which didn't taste salty at all and had no fit purpose. And you know, it's a warning for us not to get diluted in our lifestyle or to take on values which make us unbiblical and actually seem no different to everybody else. There's nothing more damaging than Christians who talk the talk but have no intention of walking the walk. So, as I'm coming into land now over this next little bit, how are we going to look ahead? How are we going to be salt right now? How is this going to shape us as we go into 2021? How are we going to position ourselves for what Jesus is going to bring? Well, I want to use the letters of salt to give us a few pointers. So the S. The first thing that we get to do is to seek and to serve. We get to seek and serve Jesus above everything else. In fact, that's how we stay salty in his purposes. Seeking is most powerfully expressed in prayer. And it's from the place of prayer we then get to serve. What I've noticed is this, that we're very good at either seeking or serving, but we don't always put the two together. There are some that get stuck in seeking and they never get out to serve. There are some that don't even bother seeking, but just try to, try to get into serving. And, and it doesn't work. We have to seek and then serve. And we keep salty as we keep faithful in prayer. And yet I also know it's often one of the hardest things to keep going in our lives. I, you know, I don't know whether you found that. I'm sorry to say, Prayer meetings don't always get well attended. But you know, prayer is the key to our saltiness. So this is what we want to do as a leadership, as a church in 2021. We want to go on a journey of deepening our prayer lives and growing in being salt through this gift of grace to us. And so on the week beginning, the 24th of January, for, for a whole seven days through to the 31st, we are having a, a week of prayer where we're going to put on things. It will be online, I guess, at the moment, whilst we negotiate these difficult times of, of the virus. But we're going to have prayer encouragements. We're going to have worship and prayer times. There's going to be appointments for people to sign in and get prayer with, with different ones. We're going to have a day of fasting where we can seek the Lord for his plans and purposes. We want this to be a, a launch pad for us to be seeking the will of God and seeking his power in our lives so that we stay salty and then from that place get to serve as he leads. Not just to seek, but then to serve from that place. And then out the back of that, this is what we want to do. We want to take the whole of the church and any of you who are joining us this morning who are not at the, at the moment part of the church but are, are tuning in, we want to take you on a journey of doing something called the prayer course. Now the prayer course um, was designed and, and set up by a guy called Pete Gregg and the 24-7 Prayer Initiative, and it's a great resource. And 
I've just got a little bit of something here for you, but it's, it's mainly something that's online, but it's accessible to all and we'll make resources available so that if you're not great with technology, we can, we can give you some paper and some things to look at. But we want to take this journey as a church through this course. It's eight sessions. It has a whole heap of resources alongside it. You can do it in a small group. You can do it on your own, but I wouldn't recommend doing it just on your own. You can do it with others. And we just want to say, come on, church. We want to go on this journey together. We want to make this, following the week of prayer, a time when we give ourselves to do this prayer course because we want to deepen our prayer life. We want to go deeper in seeking God. And then from that place, I really believe that God will help us to serve well. And you know, as things open up, and this virus will come to an, a, a place where we can go forward again and meet again, and it will happen this year. As we go forward, we're gonna need servers to get the salt into many places. And even now, you know, we're still serving the homeless. We need people to come and help us on that journey. There are many who are vulnerable and, and, and struggling in so many places. We need frienders and, and, and befrienders and those who will, will work with the vulnerable. And later, as, as things start to open up and we think about things like children and youth again, we're going to need a whole range of people to serve and to be salt in those places. Technology and media is going to be big in the next season. Come on, where are you? you? You're out there. We need you. We need you to step in and help us. And of course, we need to serve in our giving. Please don't miss giving. The giving of money into the kingdom of God is one of the best and, and most powerful ways that we get to serve. But we, we, we do it from a place of prayer. Thank you to those that give, but we need serving in those ways as well. So we need to seek and serve. That's the first one, the S. A, we then need to ask and act. Following on from what I've just said about seeking and serving, we need to ask God and act. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus teaches on prayer and he encourages us to ask, seek and knock. And then he concludes in verse 13 of chapter 11 by saying, how much more will your father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And you know, we know this, don't we? That it's the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that also keeps us salty. He answers our cry. And you know, I know this. Whatever is ahead, the answers will always be found in his presence. The Holy Spirit is our best friend and our helper and the doorway through which we live the life of the kingdom, where spiritual gifts get released, where breakthrough of supernatural proportions comes, but it comes through asking and then acting. I know this is hard to remember for some of you, and maybe you weren't aware of this anyway, but this time last year, we were experiencing some amazing times of Holy Spirit visitation. Our meetings, our prayer meetings were, were, were just supercharged with the presence of the Spirit. There were personal encounters all across our church family. People would just literally turn up our buildings without even knowing why they'd come. And the Holy Spirit would meet with them. Do you remember those days? Do you remember that? Well, I know it seems such a long time ago, but I also know 
that that is coming back again, that that was just a foretaste of what God intends again in a bigger and even more powerful outpouring. Many of you will know that I had quite a life-changing visit to a church in Colombia called Aviva Miento. In fact, many on the team have been there as well. And it totally transformed my world in regard to the Holy Spirit and revival and seeing nations transformed by the Holy Spirit. And you know, when I came back, the Lord spoke to me about being a welcome and give person, having a lifestyle where every day I would welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit and then give away everything that he gave me to somebody, to some situation that I was led into. That's ask and act. We are a supernatural people who release the atmosphere of heaven on the earth. And this is how it's through the Spirit. So I, I just want to remind us, let's not let go of this. Whatever you feel right now, wherever you are right now, keep praying breakthrough. Keep expecting an increase of heaven invading earth with miracle signs and wonders. And also in the ordinary miracles of provision that God gives day by day. Come on, we pray for the sick. We, we don't give up praying for release. This is so important. L, learn and lead. You see, we are disciples and learners all the way this side of heaven. We never lose the L plates until we get to glory. And I wanna ask you the question, what are you going to learn as a disciple this year? Look, don't wait for it to come to you. Some people are saying, well, I'm just waiting for God to speak to me. No, 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 go and grab it. Be intentional. Let me encourage you to make it a goal this year. You're going to learn the Bible. You're going to read it. You're going to get into it in a way that you've never had opportunity perhaps before. Maybe some of you've got more time on your hands. Maybe I know some of you are even busier. But in this lockdown, take time when you've got the space to get to read the Bible. Some of you need to learn about things like giving and leadership and about witnessing. It's all there in the book. It's all there in resources. Maybe some of you need to learn a new skill or a new language or a new hobby or pastime that God can supernaturally blow upon and, and use for his glory. But you're a learner. Let me tell you what books I'm reading at the moment. Look, this is me, okay? This is me and we're all different, but... These are, these are the books I'm, I'm reading at the moment. I've, I've got into R.T. Kendall again, and um, just reading this book called Holy Fire, and um, just great. I'm, I'm still kind of processing some of the stuff that happened in the summer in the light of George Floyd's death. We Need to Talk About Race by Ben Lindsay. I'm still reading that. It's a really deep book to kind of keep processing. I'm reading this book by David Devonish, Succession and Multiplication, How You Transition a Movement to Next Generation Leadership. Sounds really exciting, doesn't it? But it is a fantastic book. And, and this one, I'm reading this book. It's called Unleashed by Gavin and Anne Calver. Uh, Gavin spoke at All Nations not that long ago, and it's about the acts of the apostles for today. I tell you what, you just need to keep reading. I know some of you don't like reading. Hey, there's stuff online that you can listen to but you've got to be a learner. But then you've got to be a leader. In other words, you've got to lead somebody else with that. And I, I'm, I'm wanting to put this out to you as a real 
um, provocation. We need to start a discipleship revolution and a discipleship multiplication. And the way that we do that is by learning and then leading someone else. And I want to encourage you to invest in one person this year. It might be more, you might have more capacity to do that. But I want to encourage you to grab hold of one person that the Lord leads you to and you together learn and then you lead and help them grow as disciples and followers of Jesus. And let me, let me put it out to you in an even more uh, provoking way. Don't play it safe just with the people that you know. Go and grab somebody else that you can go for a walk with, just to spend some time online with, to have a FaceTime or a conversation with, but to grow as disciples, learn and lead. And then finally, we're coming into land now, trust and tell. The T is trust and tell. We ultimately flavour, heal and preserve, as we saw earlier on, by trusting our God and telling and sharing what we have received, seen and heard. We keep telling the God stories. We keep those testimonies strong. As Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So keep telling. We trust God. We keep telling the stories. Please, can I ask you to keep sending us your stories of God at work in, in your life, in the small or the big. It all counts. Do you know, I was so encouraged this week by a lady in our church called Anne who, who shared about God doing something quite, well, simple really, but it was a big thing at the time. Shifting a zip that had got stuck on a pocket that had the key to the house in. And you know, when, when things like that get unlocked, even as you pray, that's a big thing. We just want to know stories of God at work. We want to know the big and the small. So keep sharing. And I just want to literally land with this. This week I had a dear friend of mine, she's called Juliet, share this. And, and, I, and I want to leave it as the last thing that I bring to you before we pray. This is what she shared. This is the moment, like running a long race, you go so far and yet you feel like you might give up. You might not make it. You can't breathe and you can't do it. That's how you feel. But if you just keep going and push through, you actually get to the end of the race and win the prize. It is true that the moment when we most feel like giving up is so often the moment of being one step away from the breakthrough. So my dearest friends, let's keep on praying. Let's keep on trusting. Let's keep on believing his promises, his truths. Let's worship him even more. Don't give up. Let's keep going to the end. So all nations and dear friends tuning in with us, let's seek and serve, that's prayer. Let's ask and act. That's the anointing and empowering of the Holy Spirit. Let's learn and lead. That's discipleship. Let's trust and tell. That's witness and mission. Let's be salt for the glory of Jesus. Amen. Let's just take just a few seconds.
to respond to that. And I, I just want to encourage you, if you're able to stand, that would be great. Or maybe kneel or just do something different to what you've been doing, if, you, if you're able to. And Lord Jesus, right now, we thank you that we can look ahead with confidence. We thank you that even now we're still precious to you, we're your salt, that you're delighting to sprinkle out and flavour this world with your God flavours. And I pray right now that as a church we would step into that again. Lord, we thank you in anticipation of the victory that you've already won. Lord, we're, we're cheering you. We're, we're saying you're great. We love you. We are in that place already anticipating your breakthrough. And Lord, thank you that you've kicked the winning goal. And I just want to pray right now that for those looking in, that there would be opportunity for them to grow. I pray that they would put their hand in your hands, that they would be disciples of you. Right now, you can start that journey. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would just welcome him in, ask him to cast out the stuff that's wrong and to come in and bring forgiveness and healing in your life. And Lord, right now, will you prosper us and give us your favour as we step into everything that we have. I pray for the prayer course. We pray for the prayer week. We pray for the mission that we will do at the back of that. We pray for servers and all the things that we need. We pray for finance. We pray for everything that you're going to give. We pray release it in abundance for your glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Bless you.